0: Welcome to another episode uh, of the Caldwell 11th Ward Podcast. I'm Tom Blaisdell, your host, and we are here with Brother Jeff Aldus. He's new to our ward. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thanks, for, uh, thanks for doing this, and uh, we're really happy to have you and get to know you. We, you, had, you spoke in church uh, last week, so we got to know you a little bit, but uh, we want to get to know you just a little bit more. Uh, you guys are new to the area, to this ward. How long ago did you move here? into Caldwell?
1: Into Caldwell just uh, um, you know we started building a house um, back last March and uh, moved in December and uh, so we were part of the 16th Ward and uh, we're there for a little while and then realigned and we're here in the 11th Ward now and we're excited.
0: Good well it's good to have you and uh, uh, yeah you weren't in the 16th Ward very long before they chopped everything up and uh, put you, put you over with us. So, uh, it's good to have you. I mean, you're in a new state just like us with new state leadership and things like that. So
1: yeah, we're excited.
0: That's great. Um, we talked uh, to Nicole, she said that, uh, she grew up over in Rexburg, but tell me about, uh, where, where, where you were born, where you were raised?
1: Okay. Well, um, you know, when people ask me that, I, it's kind of hard. It's uh, kind of a little bit longer story just because, um, I was adopted uh, my dad was in the military, um, served in the army, and was stationed in Seoul, South Korea um, for a few years. And while there, adopted me and another Korean girl. Uh, she was nine um, when she was adopted, and uh, I was uh, about three and a half years old. So, um, yeah, and then being in the military life, we moved um, about every two or three years so so uh, your
0: dad did that for his career yeah so he was yeah
1: he was uh, he was a major in the army and was uh military service for about 20 years mm-hmm. and so uh while there we uh um after korea we moved to kansas uh they have army bases and that's where we lived in the army bases and um kansas and then um oklahoma and then, uh, he retired from, from that, uh, from, from the military and, uh, worked for the Boy Scouts of America as a yeah. district executive. And so, um, and that, uh, brought us, uh, from Oklahoma to Washington and then finally to Idaho. So, um, I, I say, I say to people like growing up, I went to three different high schools. So. As, which is kind of unusual. Um, and at the time, I, as a teenager, you're not very happy about that, especially if you're in sports, and, which I was, and um, being uprooted. Um, but reflecting, it, it, was, it was a good experience, just getting to know as many different people. I think that uh, has helped me um, a little bit, I think.
0: No, that's great. You probably had to learn to make
1: friends quickly. You do. You do. <laughs> you have to uh, figure out and, um, you know, and being Asian, it's, it was a little bit more difficult. Um, I would say it wasn't, um, a drastic, you know, type of, you know, either discrimination or just those type of negative experiences as a minority. Um, it was more subtle, but, uh, at the same time, um, um, I think excelling in something kind of helps uh, bridge some of those um, maybe biases that people may have in kids. So got it. What sports to, did you play? Um, my first love was soccer. Um, oh, okay. I played soccer, baseball, my brother and I, and um, then <clears throat> as I got older um, in, into junior high and high school, it was football, primarily in track and field, so that was kind of my the, the sports that I... Uh, loved that's and, great and played. Yeah. so
0: what year of high school did you end up in madison at yeah. madison High? yes yeah.
1: so that was my third high school and that's where uh, i ended up graduating was uh in rexbury at madison high got it and that's... that's where i met nicole
0: nicole Sorry. and she's told us about the story of you buying her french fries and you've also told us in your talk you want to reiterate that story maybe some people didn't hear it well
1: it's just uh it was interesting because both of us remember that uh um, experience and we obviously we weren't dating that was the first time we actually met was in an English English class and um, I think a lot of people uh, assumed I was an exchange student and so they were all already in the middle of a, a, a reading a certain passage and uh, the English teacher asked uh, Nicole to come point to where where we were reading and so she comes over and just really slow and clearly we are right here and, uh, and then I responded, thank you. Or, you know, just regular English. So um, I thought that was kind of funny. But You guys became friends after that? Well, it, it wasn't initially friendship oh, at the beginning. Oh, no, okay. Um, she, um, she, I call her a queen of sarcasm. So she, she's pretty sarcastic <laughs> personality. And I'm not that way. Um, and so, but my way of kind of, Um, I think with like most guys, you know, you kind of tease, so I kind of teased to let her know that I had, you know, kind of liked her and, um, she thought I was rude. Um, but, uh, (laughs) but just through, yeah, just, um, we started dating our junior year, but, uh, the end of our junior year, so.
0: Okay. And, uh, high school sweethearts, you guys
1: uh, married soon after and. We did, we did, uh we started a family right away after high school. Um, probably not the smartest thing to do. Um, but you know, uh, we feel like it's probably turned out, um, okay. Um, but, uh, it was tough. It was tough.
0: Uh, and you, uh, you moved from Eastern Idaho. As she said, do you worked, uh,
1: your way up, th- uh, at Albertsons for a lot. you've been there for a long time. I've, I have, um, for 32 years, I've been with Albertsons and, you know, getting married young, um, worrying about supporting a family. Um, you know, I, I worked graveyard shifts for the first five years of our marriage and that's always difficult in itself. And then try, having kids and, um, not always being there because I'm working nights. Um, and then I did uh, Rick's college. I, uh, went, you know, part-time during the day, school, and um, so it was challenging. But uh, when we're in
0: our 20s, we think we're invincible, right? right we got all the time in the right. world and
1: all the energy we need. But there came a point where I kinda needed to make a choice uh, career and um, decided to uh, take a chance uh, working at Albertsons, and it's it's been pretty good. Um, ups and downs, but overall, a uh, good experience working in grocery retail so yeah
0: now you moved over to the treasure valley uh nicole said 17 years ago Mm -hmm. have you been the director of that store this whole time
1: no i've i've jumped around um sometimes alberson's likes to move the managers around so i've been in five or six different um stores in the treasure valley um but more most recently here in caldwell so i i enjoy it even though it's a small store i love it um it's a family atmosphere and um, got a, a lot of great employees, so it's been, uh, it's been good.
0: That's awesome. Uh, leading a store, what are some of the difficulties that you run into or things that, uh, you've got to manage, managing an entire store?
1: Uh, yeah, it's, it's challenging. Every day is different and, uh, personalities, the way you got to look at it is there's 105 personalities and, um, I kind of had to learn just through trial and error, you know, when I was a younger manager, I probably was a little more um, black and white and just treated everyone the same. And you, you can't do that. I mean, people uh, have different tendencies and strengths and weaknesses and um, motivation, and you just have to f- kind of figure out how to, how to motivate them differently. So, mm. but yeah, that's, it's, uh, it's fun. It's fun when, you have a vision and goal, and everyone works together to accomplish those things. So, You must be doing something right, because, man, 32 years with Albertsons, that's that's impressive. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's been fun.
0: That's awesome. So which uh, store are you at here in Caldwell now?
1: The Caldwell uh, downtown, so by Indian Creek. Uh, it's the older Albertsons. Oh, not, on 5th? Yeah, on not, Fifth, the, okay. not the one by the college, the college but okay. the other one. The right? other one, okay.
0: Mm-hmm. I've been going to there since I was as small as I can remember, it's man. It's
1: the third oldest Albertsons store. It's It's old, but... Uh, that's cra- great. Tell me about your kids. You guys have six of them. Like, they uh, got a great picture there of them. And we do. They're great. Uh, I think Nicole probably uh, mentioned all of them, um, but they—they're all great kids. Um, she said that you were the fun dad. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I—I I guess I try to bribe them um, as as a dad, uh, probably because, I mean, to be to be honest, you know she was there with him all the time and it, I wasn't always there, you know, w- you know, working. And, um, so I probably those moments where I could be a dad, I probably spoiled him and looking back, obviously a lot of, you know, you always reflect and you could have done this better and that better. And, um, there was many opportunities to, to be better, but, um, I just, yeah, I have good memories of, of being with him and, um, I was probably so. There's two versions of me. I had I was the kind of younger, angry dad, and I'm probably a happier, older dad. Um, <laughs> so you know, I'm kind of embarrassed to say, but uh, I, I was probably too hard on, on him when I was younger. Um, but as I got older, uh, I didn't let things bother me as much. Uh, you're a grandpa now. What what's that like? That's great. That's the best. It really is. Um, and we've got uh, great. Uh, Grandkids and also um, foster grandkids, you know, we call them our grandkids as well. Um, Jackson and Maddie have have two that they've they've had. And it's uh, kind of interesting because since I'm adopted, I can kind of, and they want to uh, eventually adopt and just kind of seeing the dynamic there, um, it puts a different uh, perspective. Um, Because although I always tell people, and I am, I'm grateful for being adopted um you know i can't imagine what my life would be if i wasn't you know it's being in korea who knows uh, what i would be doing but um the opportunities i've had here and the family relationships and being a member of the church uh, i mean those are just huge blessings um but as a kid being adopted um i think there were some issues you know cuz you have those kind of feelings well why why did my parents give me up, you know, type of feelings that you may have? Because um, you don't know, at least in my situation. And then so looking at my son um, with the foster uh, foster kids, uh, it's been a new life. Because they, they have one that um, they've had since I think he was two weeks old. So it's oh, wow. really feels like it's theirs. And how old is he now? He's almost two, I think. Oh, wow. Quite a, um, yeah, a couple of years. Wow, that's and, pretty good. And then their other one um, that they have, uh, they've only had for a few months or maybe six months, but he's already two and a half. And so they kind of got him with already a personality and habits. And so I kind of look at that, kind of mirror my situation where as an adopted kid, I kind of felt like I was picked on from my parents a little bit. Um, And maybe it's because I came to them a little older. Versus my brother that was, um, was two weeks old or a week old when he was adopted. And so uh, it's just been, it's been a good experience for me to kind of look at that and reflect and just realize that, you know what, my parents did the best they could. And that's all we can try to do as parents.
0: What was that like moving around, though? I mean, from Korea to Kansas to Oklahoma. Are there some instances in the mind that stick out in your mind when you were growing up? I there think some stories or experiences that are special um, to you? You,
1: you know, um, I mean, looking back, it, it was a great experience. At the time, um, there was probably a little bit of anger um, always moving. <clears throat> but um, uh, looking back, everywhere we lived was was fun. I, I just remember, you know, my brother and I, we, uh, we fought a lot, but we also, we played together all the time because we're only a, a year apart. <clears throat> and so, um, so that brings on some challenges. It seems like we're always competing against, um, for our parents or for activities and stuff like that. But, um, but my, just my memories is it's, uh, it was always good. We always played together and, Um, challenge each other and uh, so um, but my memory of my dad um, he's he was uh, pretty uh, strict I would say both my parents were pretty strict coming from a military family I mean I would uh, when we responded it was yes ma'am no ma'am yes sir no sir I mean that's how we spoke and so If we didn't do that, we got corrected right away. So (laughs) that was kind of the environment that we were in. But, uh, but I just remember my, both my parents, but especially my dad, he's just, um, he's very service oriented. Um, just you think about the military, um, his profession there and then scouting, um, it's, it's all about service. And so that's, that's probably had a big impact on me, um, where a lot of times you do things that you really don't want to do, but you just do it because it's the right thing to do, and um, you've been asked to do something. So you just do your best to to serve. And um, so a lot of parallels between that and in our church, I think.
0: Well, I'm sure you've served in uh, quite a few
1: callings over the years. Uh, what are some of the callings? You- Working at Albertsons, I I work Sundays. Um, For the first part of our marriage for the first I guess uh, 15 years and so you would probably consider I probably consider myself inactive at the time uh, when you don't go to church on Sundays Uh, you know I try to do things here and there um, service wise but when you don't go to church it uh, it definitely affects your spirituality and so so not until I became a store director is then I didn't have Sundays. I didn't have to work Sundays. So that's when we actually, when we moved here to, uh, uh Nampa. So that was a blessing uh, there. And so my church service really didn't begin till we moved here. Oh, wow. So, um, but, uh, it's been great. Uh, you know, I've been almost all, all the different callings, uh, you know, young men's I love young men's, um, I was in the high priest. Um, um, probably my favorite calling, though I would say, has been state clerk. I was a state clerk oh. for uh, about three years, three or four years. And why was it your favorite? What did that entail? Well, a lot so, of us don't know. Yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a um, quiet person. I don't like attention, um, both my wife and I, so we probably seem really quiet until you get to know us and then it's, it's probably a little different, but, <clears throat> and I feel like that's a uh, state clerk, uh, my experience was that you were kind of involved with everything. Um, I met so many general authorities and <clears throat> experiences, uh, with bishops and the state president, um, presidency, um, but you're kind of in the background. You're, you know, um, you're not, uh, in the forefront. So that was my, uh, that's why I liked it, um, the most. Um, and I would, I guess I would say Bishop was probably be my, my second. Yeah. Um, did you
0: serve, uh, over in Nampa? I did. Okay. Yeah. And what ward were you, were you Bishop? Uh, it was the, uh, Nampa 36 ward. Okay. Okay. Uh, and did you serve, uh, for five years?
1: Uh, not quite five years. Uh, we, we actually, um, Built a house and moved, and that's what uh, kind of released uh, my calling. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, moving out here, but uh, it was during the COVID uh, period, so uh, I kind of you know just say I was a COVID bishop. Um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of challenges there, but uh, yeah. it was a great experience as well. Yeah, it was
0: a different time. I was uh, in the I was a counselor in our bishopric during mm-hmm. that time. It it just it was tough. It was yeah. a weird time. Um, but serving as bishop, what are some of the things that you took from?
1: There's so much to learn and so much uh, insight that uh, that I got uh, as a bishop. Um, just loving people, um, I would say, was uh, the biggest thing that I learned. Because um, you know, when you when you go to sacrament. And a lot of times you just see the surface, you do sur- see the surface level of families and, and you don't see everything that's going on. And as a, as a bishop, you kind of get to know the families on a, at a deeper level um, just through different experiences, um, challenges that they have. And, and you are considered the spiritual leader of that ward and, <clears throat> you know, they, they come and uh, they need help sometimes. Um, I can't always provide that, um, just me, myself. Um, I have to rely on the Lord, uh, the Lord to help. Um, but, uh, that I definitely had some, uh, choice experiences, uh, with the members, uh, in the ward and, uh, I would just say, uh, loving them and, um, at a different level and understanding, um, what they go through. Because at the end of the day, families, individuals, we're just trying to do the best we can. And, um, you know, they, us, we are just trying to do the best we can and trying to navigate everything. It's uh, it's hard, but uh, we all go through it. I, I think we tend to put walls up or put a facade of how things are. Um, it's natural, but... Uh, and I, th- I, and I think this, one of the reasons why I think this is good is uh, what you're doing here mm-hmm. is to get to know members a little bit better. And, and I kind of mentioned it in the, in the talk, you know, it, as we become more vulnerable, um, I think that um, brings us closer to one another. And you realize that a lot of us are going through the same thing. And so we all need each other to get through it. Got it. Did,
0: were there some parallels or some principles that you learned as bishop that you used in your professional life
1: uh or or vice versa i i i would hope that i'm more kind got it um because you know yeah. you t- it is true it's like i'm trying to think i think it was last um last sunday the uh, one of the instructors was saying that coworker didn't realize that, uh, so-and-so that he was a member, uh, just through conversation. And, and I've often thought that I'm like, it's not like I, um, I think most of my associates know that I, that I am, um, a member of the church, of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But, uh, so I would hope that the way I, um, act, um, reflects that, um, even in management styles and just treating people, um, you know, with love. Um, and so I would say as a, uh, when I was a bishop and, and after hopefully, uh, my, um, the way I treat people hopefully has been different. Hmm. Was
0: there any, um uh, anything you remember at, while you were serving as bishop that was, uh, that, that just made it hard on your family. I mean, it's a, it's a time consuming calling. There's a lot going on. It is.
1: Uh, I, I would. Was fortunate that most of our kids, um, were pretty much out of the house. Okay. So I think our circumstance was different. And I think, uh, some of these bishops that have young families, I can see how that can be really difficult uh, just really managing their time. And because, um, um, you are, you're, you're not home all the time. And so, um, I can see that being more difficult, I think for, uh, Nicole will just tell you she loved when I was the bishop because um, (laughs) I guess I changed, you know, my persona was a little bit different than in the past. So, um, but I hope I was a better uh, father and and husband as as I was serving and continue to try to be.
0: What life experience has caused you to trust most in God up to this point in your life?
1: I'm not sure if Nicole, uh, mentioned it or not, but, but and I kind of just briefly talked, uh, you know, uh, one of our sons, uh, came out as, as gay and, uh, that was actually, uh, right about the time that I was called as Bishop mm-hmm. and, um, having that experience, uh, brought me closer to my father in heaven because, um, it, it kind of, I guess, forced me to maybe see, uh, people differently. Um, and you question a lot of things. Um, as I mentioned, uh, you know, we thought our life was great and kids were all active at one point, And then, you know, things just flipped and, um, you know, having some of your kids, uh, stepping away from the church or, or having a son that's gay, um, has, it does make you question, you know, what, you know, what is the plan? Um, and why are we going through these type of experiences? And, and, uh, but I think it's, it's good to have those type of questions, um, to really reflect and to rely on our heavenly father. Um, you know, cause I think there probably came a point where I was thinking, well, everything that was happening good was because of me. Um, you know, cause I'm a good parent, you know, um, and, and not really realizing that, you know, our kids have their agency. We all have our agency and choices and, um, and, you know, circumstances. And, um, we really do need to rely on our heavenly father, Jesus Christ to, to get us through and to help us, um, navigate life and, um, really rely on them to provide answers, uh, to comfort us, um, and to gain um, maybe a different perspective than, than we had before.
0: Well, and speaking of that change of perspective, Jeff, would you say, I mean, what, what was the biggest difference between the, some of the trials that you went through with your son to, to now? I mean, how did how did that love for him change?
1: The biggest change is, and to really realize that God loves everyone. I mean, we say that, but and we believe that, but then do we really man do we really treat others that way? Or do we put, you know, we put our uh, you know, the line in the sand that well, because they're acting this way, you know, I'm not going to condone what's going on. So, or if that experience isn't happening to me, I'm not going to worry about it. You know, uh, or it doesn't affect me or my family. And, and so that's why I really think it was a blessing that we are going through this, because to be honest, if it hadn't gone, we hadn't had that experience of kids probably stepping away and having a gay son. I think my perspective would be totally different. And I would probably, probably Say things to someone that was hurtful um, or judge someone um, because they weren't acting a certain way, and so these type of experiences has helped me to not be so even though i'm not i 'm not saying that i 'm perfect at any of this but hey. it, it has helped me to really it. try to understand others differently and show a little bit more compassion um trying to understand what they're going through. I mean, and that's, I kind of parallel that as a bishop, you really do have to try to listen of of what individuals are going through. And um, uh, you do have to kind of place a judgment, but being more loving and understanding, I think goes a long way in um, changing who we are.
0: So as you understood what your children were going through, and what your son was going through there too, as your understanding became more clear, it sounds like your love for them was deeper
1: it i feel it i do i you know i and i I just have to share this because uh I know um you know there's different reasons why people come out and or don't come out um but I've come to find out you know he um didn't really want to tell me. Yeah. Uh, he, he was afraid of how I was going to react and um, and, um, and I just kept reflecting back you know of, of the, some of the hurtful things that I probably said in front of him that I was basically saying to him. Yeah. And so um, I just feel like the experience has, uh, has helped um, our relationship now. Um, I mean, he's an awesome kid. All of our kids are, um, I, I think our relationship with all of our kids, um, has been better as we've gone through these experiences and really, uh, just be, uh, less judgmental and just be more loving. I mean, they, they know where we stand as in our faith and, and what we believe in, um, but there's a mutual respect it sounds like. You've grown
0: into having a mutual respect for one another.
1: Yes, it's better. I would say it's probably not perfect, but it's yeah. it's better than where it was, you know, two years ago, five years ago. And you know, and we're still learning. We're still learning how to navigate uh, through this. It's not like we have still have all the answers. Um, but we're in a much better place now than we were, you know, five years ago.
0: Nicole mentioned, um That through these trials, your marital relationship became even stronger. Um, How was that for you? I mean, leaning on her and through these difficult times and the things that she was going through as well. And at the same time, you're trying to serve as bishop. I mean, that's a lot going on, man.
1: Yes. um, So she would probably tell you that... Me and my feelings, how I, um, express my feelings probably has, um, myself a lot of work to do, um, because that's not really my strong suit is to express my feelings. But, um, I can, I can say our relationship, um, um, has gotten better, um, because I think through these trials, uh, we... We knew we had to rely on each other and our Heavenly Father. We needed, we needed uh, the gospel. We needed Jesus, Christ in our life. Um, we can't do this alone. Um, you know, um, you know, going to the temple uh, had more meaning than when we went. Um, going to church every week has more meaning. Um, we need that. It's, it's one of those. Um, You know, you hear people that do fall away after they maybe go through an experience like that. But for us, we really felt like we needed to rely on each other and be closer, be united in how we were going to move forward.
0: How has your relationship with with, with your Savior, with Christ, how has that changed in the last few years? As you were serving as bishop, you saw the struggles of other people, you, the struggles of your your own family. How have things changed with with him.
1: I just feel that he um, loves us so much, and I know <clears throat> you know the thought that keeps coming into my mind is that he has experienced everything that all of us have, have gone through, and so when you think about that. Um it just makes me love him more um that he knows what you're going through and um and that he's there for you um, and that's just uh when you think about that it's just a wonderful um thought and um reality of who our who our savior is, and I think is. As humans, as individuals, if we can get a glim- glimpse of that and be like that, that what what the world could be like if uh, we just had that same type of understanding. Hmm. That's that's really profound.
0: What what do you normally do? What what do you do in your life when you feel like that spiritual level in your life is low? How do you fill that cup back up? How do you get back on track?
1: Well, I kind of mentioned it. Uh, th- th- I really feel like there's a reason why we go to church once a week. I mean, uh, and partaking of the sacrament, it's, we, I need that every week. And, um, you know, there, that is, there's a purpose behind that. Um, and I can tell you when, when I was younger and I wasn't going to church, I felt that. You, you feel when you don't do the things that you should be doing, that you know, that are right. Um, you feel that, and then you, uh, forget the things that, um, that you've been taught or the things that, you know, are to be, um, that are right. You forget that. And then, um, and you, then you, go, you know, you kind of, uh, lose, um, lose direction. And so for me, um, cause I do have those moments throughout the week and so I always look forward to, to Sunday and, and going to church um, and uh, listening to others and uh, partaking in the sacrament. To me, that's what um, re-energizes me. Mm.
0: No, that's great. Thanks for sharing that. I, I think there's a, a special fulfillment uh, that we all get. When we, even if we don't get a lot of, out of church, there's something to be said about getting up, getting ready, and going to those meetings and uh it you
1: you're just seeing everybody else that has that same belief right. i think
0: there's strength in numbers too
1: you know and i i remember looking um looking out at the congregation and, and when you see uh young families that sh- that are struggling to to get to church uh uh and to be able to pay attention and uh, it just it softens my heart and just makes me feel good that they are making every effort to come um, because it, it is a struggle. Um, I mean, my wife took all six of our kids the first you know 15 years of our marriage by herself. <laughs> and I, you know, I marvel at, at that and um, just feel so much love for families that try to do that. And when it's not always convenient and you don't always have the best attitude, but they're trying. They're trying to do what's right and trying to uh, fill the spirit when it's hard to do sometimes. As young families.
0: You just keep trucking along, right? Yeah. Trying to grow that faith of those kids. and um, Well, thanks for sharing a part of your life and some of your in- stories and uh, experiences with Jeff. Uh, one last question. If there was a message that you could send a hundred years into the future to share with progeny, what would that be? Oh, wow.
1: I would say just uh, don't worry, be happy. That would be probably something I would say, um, but
0: let's say you're looking at your great-great-grandchildren right now. What message you had one chance to give them a message? You know, what would you I, say to them?
1: I would really say try to understand the atonement better. I don't know if my uh, wife kind of alluded to that or not. I think we we really were good at teaching right and wrong, um, how you're supposed to act. But I think we could have done a better job of really letting them know that you're going to make mistakes and even though it's hard as a parent to admit that they're going to make mistakes, but to show them uh, what the atonement is really about and to, to really use it and to understand that and then learn, learn from that. Um, and as you do that, you'll be fine. And that, uh, God loves, that God loves everyone, no matter who you are. Well, thank you, Jeff, for taking
0: time to talk with us. Uh, that's another episode for the 11th Word Podcast. Stay tuned for other episodes uh, coming up with other members.